Life Audio. when you are working in an environment that is not always friendly to faith? How can you be an authentic Christian but also do the job you've been called to do well? Is there a conflict? Is there friction? A lot of people think that there is. But it is possible to live out your faith in an authentic way if you are doing your job to the very best of your ability in a way that reflects who God is. Perhaps there is no environment that proves this or illustrates this more than the military environment. And I'm thankful today to have on a guest that helps us to understand not only how to live out our faith, but understands and has developed tools that we can use to do so better. Looking forward to having this conversation with you in just a moment. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Welcome to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you joining me and looking forward to sharing an incredible interview with you. This is an interview I have had scheduled for a long time, and uh, you'll hear this, of course, but we get about 30 minutes into it. I feel like we could have talked for another two or three hours, but really breaking down what it is to live out in an authentic way your Christian faith. It can be so difficult. When we talk about marching, when it would be easier to stay where you are and die, I believe that so many Christian people have decided to stay where they are because they don't feel like they have the tools or the resources to truly march, to move forward in an effective way. And uh, my guest today has developed some incredible tools for that. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Before we jump into that, however, I would love to remind you, if you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, do it right now. We're going to listen, listen to the interview in just a second, but subscribe right now. Also, take some time later on to go over to jeremystalnicker.com, jeremystalnicker.com, myname.com. You'll find uh, a lot of resources there. Uh, podcasts that I'm involved in outside of even this one. You'll find episodes of this one as well. Uh, all of my social stuff, everything is there, so you can go check that out, jeremystalnicker.com. My guest today today is Demetrius Pruitt. Um, Demetrius is a an active duty command sergeant major in the Army. In fact, we I met uh, him a couple of months ago 
and I've only ever referred to him as Sergeant Major. I, I told him before we jumped on the, uh, the episode today, I'm not sure I can use your first name. He started laughing. He said, hey, even a Sergeant Major has a real life, right? <laughs> so, um, man, I'm so glad to have him on. He is an active duty command Sergeant Major, operates and has at a very high level in the military, but is also, and probably more importantly, a, a very authentic Christian. He is someone who understands leadership, but he understands also how to live out his faith in a real way. And in fact, to that end, he is an author. He has recently written a book uh, called Square One. We're going to talk about that in this interview. But it is it is a book, certainly. Uh, but it is, in a lot of ways, a curriculum that can be used to help someone who is exploring faith and then to ground a new believer. It's a discipleship curriculum, but it starts with who is Jesus and why do we believe he rose from the dead and why is the, uh, the Bible important? And then moves into more what we might consider foundational doctrinal issues. Uh, he, in addition to his work in the military, uh, is a preacher. He is someone who ministers to folks and has. He is a father. He is a husband. Um, absolutely incredible testimony. He's deployed 11 times around the world. Uh, he knows what he's talking about. And this is an interview you're going to enjoy, but I believe one that has exactly what you need to begin developing the tools if you're struggling in that area to authentically live out your faith. Very excited to share this interview with you, with my guest, Sergeant Major Demetrius Pruitt. Demetrius Pruitt, thank you for joining me. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, man, of course. Thank you for, the, thank you for doing this. This is awesome. I, uh, I was just mentioning to you before we started recording that I've only ever referred to you as Sergeant Major, so this might be a little tough for me, but uh, <laughs> we'll work through it together. Uh, man, it's so awesome to be able to have this conversation. We met um, not that long ago, a couple of months ago, uh, maybe at the, the end of the last year, and uh, started talking about not only your wor the work you're doing in the military, but um, and that's been fantastic. Your career's been incredible, but I think maybe more importantly, your work in the ministry, your work of communicating the gospel, and now... Uh, developing a book that's going to help other people understand what they need to believe. And it's just fantastic. So, um, yeah, really stoked to have you on and be able to talk about this. Um, I, I'd love to begin with your your personal story, um, kind of where you grew up and why you went into the Army, all of those things, of course, your family, and then your journey of faith. You have an interesting story in part because you became a Christian as an adult and have kind of come into this later. So uh, tell us that story. I think it's super helpful for those who may be listening who are like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a little older or I'm in the military or I'm doing this or I'm doing that, and they separate these things out. Um, I'd love for you to break that down for us. Yeah, that's great. So, again, thank you for this opportunity, man. Um, I appreciate you and what you've been doing um, mm -hmm. with um, all, all these so soldiers and, and, and service members uh, across, across the board. And, and uh, so thank you for what you do as well. Yeah, so I'll start my story kind of Quentin Tarantino style. I'll start with the end. The end of the story <laughs> is I just wanted to be at the table with my father. Mm. That, that's, the, that's the thing. And so I grew up in a single family home. Um, my mom, she took us to church, but I really wasn't like really discipled. I, you yeah. know, the first time I got baptized was I was uh, I did it as a Mother's Day gift because I felt guilty because I didn't have anything from my mom. Right. <laughs> so uh, right. so anyways. Uh, when I when I joined the army, um, like none of that stuff lasted. So I, I was I pursued my worldly desires and passions. I I was a I was a 
cheat. I was a liar. I was, you know, trying to strive in the military. Mm-hmm. It's just whatever I did to, I, I would step on other people to try to get better rank and, and all these other things. Um, but really my father who was in the army, um, he was a, he was a Sergeant major in the army and I was wow. trying to do whatever I could to like sit at the table with him. Yeah. So the table for my dad was the card table. That was like where he and his friends and his, and his, and his brothers, they would all get together. And so I just, whatever it was, it was just, if I could be in the army, if I could just, yeah. I could just play cards good enough, like he would accept me. And, uh, but ultimately, um, all that stuff just led to my, like just moral bankruptcy. <laughs> that's the, that's the only way that I yeah. could put it. Yeah. And, um, and really the first big domino to fall, I was in Afghanistan. I was about to get promoted, uh, to E7. And there was a, a first sergeant there who I respected. I didn't know him very well, but I respected him. And I asked him, hey, what was, what was, what would be some leadership advice for a new kind of senior NCO? And he said it just like this. He was like, leadership advice. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he said, are you a man of faith? And I said, yeah. Really, I wasn't. But yeah. I said, yeah. yeah. And he said, what book do you read? And I said, the Bible. Mm. And he said, well, that's all the leadership you need right there. Yeah. And he walked out of the room. <laughs> wow. That was it. Wow. And so, but, but what that did, though, it was the first time that it had occurred to me that I could be a soldier and still be a believer in Jesus. Yep. Yep. And, and then, you know, that wasn't the, like, that wasn't the day. That wasn't the day. Like, I came to Christ. I actually came to Christ about 18 months later uh, when, like, I, my life had just fallen flat. Everything that was going well for me was just over. And I, I knew just maybe from my upbringing, from the little bit of church that I did have, that, like, the condition that I had, like, only Jesus could save me. Yep. And so in February 2012, like, I surrendered my life to Christ. Um, and really from that point forward, I had the power. Like, there were things that – there were addictions that I had that I – like, I wanted to get rid of them, but I couldn't in my own strength and power. And after I surrendered my life to Christ, brother, I mean, it was, it was powerful. Um, everything that I knew – Everything that I wanted to do, I finally had the power to actually do it. Can you talk a little bit about um, kind of that 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 juxtaposition? I don't know how you say it between being a soldier and being a Christian. And you came to the realization that I can be both. I can do both um, because so many people really believe. I mean, I, I believe this for a while, even as a Christian, as someone who. I was doing my best to keep my family in church, and I read my Bible, and I prayed. There was a, a place in my heart where I'm like, well, there are just some things I, you know, there's not a crossover. I can't be both all the time. And I really struggled with that and fought with that. I know a lot of people don't come to faith because of that. I can't yeah. do my job and be a Christian. Yeah. Can you, can you, and, you, and you've done that, and you've done that well, and you've promoted, and you've led at very high levels, and you continue to do that. For those who may be listening that, would say, well, I, I'm in that place, you know, I'm, I'm in law enforcement or I'm, a, you know, in the military or I'm I'm doing a job where being a Christian is a liability. Um, what would you say to someone like that? Yeah, that's great, man. I, the, the first thing I would say is um, Jesus gives us more stability and, and, and a, a, the answer of Jesus is so much better than anything else that the world will have. Yep. Um, the story yep. of Jesus is that like a man, God became man dying for someone else. So number one, like self-serving, 
Like we're like we're real. We're most of us in military are willing to die for the person to our left and right. Right. And so we see that modeled in the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then the second yeah. the second part is the reason why he died was like to defeat the power of death. And so uh, that's one of the reasons why he died. And so I made it my point in the military. I was a that like I want to stop evil, and like when evil is unrelenting, like I want to use force to stop evil. Because mm. that's how, because evil detests God. Like yeah. God doesn't want to see yeah. evil go forward. Yeah. And so like Jesus gave me not only the model to use, but also like the, the, the framework behind it to say like, this is the right thing to do. Stopping unrelenting evil, that's using good. force is yeah. the right thing to do. So a lot of times people, you know, have this idea about, you know, Jesus like, didn't, he was a pacifist and did like, it's, it's absolutely a caricature. Caricature. Yeah of who jesus is yeah. and like and the last point i'll say is like one of the one of the titles of jesus is the commander of god's army <laughs> right right <laughs> so like right you know and so he that that means jesus he's a commander of an army he's a war fighter and he's like he's fighting a war against the forces that are holding us back and addiction and all these other things jesus is fighting that war and so i'm just i just consider myself to, to just join him in that in that fight so i'm a I'm a soldier wearing wearing two uniforms. <laughs> That's good. It's uh, it's it's crazy how we allow, and I think it's really the devil lying to people. We allow this perception to keep us from doing what God wants us to do. When really, it's about, as you just mentioned, uh, aligning to what we were actually created to do and to be. And it, it's it's so funny, man. We we in the military, particularly in law enforcement as well, and in these other communities. There's so much emphasis put on character and on morals and on making good decisions. And we wonder why so many in those communities struggle when we take God out of the equation or we say you can't be a person of faith. When that's exactly God created us not only to be warriors, but to do so in a way of, you know, it reflects character and morals and value. Um, and it's, it's always crazy to me that we'd rather push those two things apart than to say, hey, maybe if we infuse faith into our community will make better decisions it's just it's so crazy to me yeah there's a there's a you know in most of the branches of service at least i'm not sure on the law enforcement side um you know they you know they talk about spiritual fitness and things yeah like yeah that, but they really yeah. don't they really don't go into anything you know really really deep um but ultimately what like how you're what you believe about God will determine what you believe about everything else. That's right. And, and really right. the, the um, having very, a strong spiritual like foundation in Jesus Christ also gives you this also like helps with like mental health, emotional health, like all that, all that stuff is related. And, uh, and the, and the tools are there and the tools are there found with, within, within the faith. And yeah. I think it answers so many, so many of those big questions so much better. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's so good. I, I, um, well, there's a lot I could say there and I would, but I won't. This takes us to the book that you just wrote because, yeah. uh, really that's what it's about is establishing that foundation of faith that allows really anyone to operate, uh, I would say in line with their created purpose, uh, square one, um, talk about that. Talk about what it is, how you developed it, why you developed it. Um, I, I've had a copy of it. We've actually sat down and looked through it. It's fantastic. Uh, talk about that and why that is so important in your life right now. Yeah, that's great. 
So the the square one is a is a, is a twelve section discipleship workbook. For for all intents and purposes, I call it a book, but it's yeah. really a workbook. It yeah. really um, clearly explains what the Bible teaches, why Christians believe it, and how to follow Jesus in, yeah, that's in good. super plain language, so that <laughs> anybody good. can understand it. And so um, it it really just breaks down um, a lot of things that. Um, even even gets into some of the critical questions about the faith and and, and how to actually respond and like what what the Bible actually says about yeah. these things. I I wrote this book for a couple of reasons, but the main would be that the the cultural landscape in society has changed dramatically to the point where yeah. Yeah. Um, Christians can no longer assume people have like understand Christian ethics, understand mm. Christian thinking and, and virtue and also uh, in value and jargon that we use. And so we have to begin to disciple people in a completely different and in, in new way, in a way that, that, that people are biblically grounded, mm. strongly biblically grounded. And, and they also know how to, to have a strong foundation of their faith. And so square one exists to bridge this discipleship gap between core Christian teaching and doctrine and like practically living it out yeah. in today's society. And so um, it does it in a, in a lot of really unique ways. Um, not only that it's, you know, most, most books that you read will, will be like a black page, black writing on a white yeah, page. Right, right. There are images, there are charts, there are diagrams, um, a lot of different elements within this book yeah. that, um, that draws in the reader and then gives them truth. That's and I good. think that's important for people to know is like truth has to be attractive. And so that's, that's the bridge that this book tries to, to bridge together for, for the reader. A lot of things I really like about how you've laid it out. One is it is beautiful. I, I think I mentioned that to you when we sat down and, and, and looked at it together. It's like, wow, this is, this is incredible. It, it is pictures. It's um, pop out sections that kind of highlight some of the main text. It's, it's a fantastic book just from a, a usability standpoint, and certainly if you're sitting down with someone else and trying to disciple them through it. But one of the things I appreciate about the way you wrote it um, was that it does. It starts with uh, like basic foundational stuff, like, like let's talk about the resurrection of Christ. <laughs> Why do we believe that? Uh, let's define what a biblical worldview is. When we say things like biblical worldview, what does that even mean? And works then to some of the more... Um, doctrinal issues that we also need to understand, but it, it's it, it's written in a way that you can sit down and correct me if I'm wrong, but with someone who maybe they're questioning faith, considering faith, they don't have a background in faith, they're not a Christian, but they're interested, and you can walk them through all the way to the point not only of salvation, but then begin to ground them in what they believe. And I, I, most discipleship curriculum starts with, you're a Christian, you believe what I believe, now let me teach you. Yeah. You start yeah. like 10 steps back. Like right. maybe you don't believe any of this. So let's yeah. start and figure it out together. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And this, and so this book is my, the first time I ran a small group, um, I had everybody in the group from, you know, a, a pastor all the way to a complete like unchurched mm. unbeliever yep. in the group. And yep. like everybody loved it. And like the, and then, and I don't have like this huge like success story of like, oh, the unbelievers came to Christ, but like yeah. they left out with their questions answered. Yeah. Yeah, um, in a way that n that never had been revealed before, 
um, to them. And so you're right. So one of the things that make the book unique, I mentioned, so one of them I mentioned is like the visual depiction yep. of it. The other yep. one is, is the book doesn't assume the Christian worldview. So it's, mm. it does start off talking about, so there's the that's very good. beginning. Yeah, that's before good. It gets, before it gets into the main material, um, it's a part called Ground Zero. Mm. And Ground Zero really clearly explains the gospel. And then Ground Zero also explains a little bit of like, where did the Bible come from? Like, wh why do we even believe yeah. this book? <laughs> right. What we, you know, the word of God, like, well, like how, do we, how do we come to believe all of that? And so, um, and really just kind of the, the short answer to that is, like, we believe the Bible is the word of God because Jesus said so. And then we, be we believe Jesus because he rose from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. like, yeah. and then later on, you, you know, I, I kind of walk through some of the historical evidence for the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. I walk through, like, the, the arguments for God's existence and begin to kind of, like, just bring all these things together to mm -hmm. say, why, like, this is a coherent worldview. Yeah. And it doesn't, you, you know, you don't have to. And it doesn't assume, as I said, it doesn't assume the Christian worldview. The beginning of the book, the first maybe three quarters of two two thirds of the book does not assume you're a Christian. Mm. <laughs> it assumes that you're skeptical. It assumes that you yeah. don't know anything and, and it gets someone up. I mean, I, you know, I call it square one. It's, you know, it's square right. one. <laughs> right. Faith, you know, it's funny, too, because when you look at the New Testament, the apostles were working from that same premise that you come from a worldview that's not um, consistent with an understanding of a resurrected Christ. So you may be religious, but you don't have this, this understanding of who Jesus actually is. And so let's start there. Let's work through that. Um, yeah, and, and I'll, I'll jump in, too, and just yeah. say, you know, we've been talking, you know, about nonbelievers and, and people, like, coming to faith, but this book is also for a lot of, like, what you just Correct, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, what you just described a lot of non-believers wrestle with the, I mean, a lot of Christians yes. wrestle with the exact same thing, exact same questions and being able to really put words behind what they believe and, and why they believe. That's it, so good. It frees yeah. up so many people for sure. That's so good. I, I was, uh, I was talking to someone not too long ago, a few weeks ago and um, the, the kind of the short story was they came and they said, I, I really know I need to accept Christ as my savior. I've been going through these things and can you help me with that? And, and I was excited to be able to sit down and walk through that with them. But where I think we do fall short sometimes is people will accept Christ. They know they need a Savior. They understand they're sinful. And, and they understand that part of the gospel. But then if they're confronted later on in their life with, well, why do you believe Jesus rose from the dead? Why do you believe, you know, the Bible is, is true, is inerrant, is infallible? Why do you believe these things? That's where we get into these areas, particularly with young people who've grown up in church and now are as adults or Christians who they became Christians but weren't grounded or discipled. We talk about, um, you know, a crisis of faith and, and these, these terms people talk, throw around or uh, this, this process of reconstruction or deconstruction people talk about. Well, why is that? It's because no one's ever gone, all right, understanding who Jesus is is really important. But let's go back and look at some of the, the underlying reasons we believe Jesus is God and we believe he rose from the dead and we believe the Bible is, is God's word to us. And we miss that. And so we set people up to fail when they're confronted about their faith. Yeah, I think um, this this book, like if you're if you're like a small group leader or or even like a pastor or ministry organization leader and you're dealing, you know, if you lead any group of Christian community. Yeah. Um, this book, um, you know, it does three things. One, it, it 
provides a baseline for for all of your community, like so that we all understand clearly like what the Bible teaches. Um, it equips it equips like parents and students as well. Mm. So like I like a lot of a lot of people are, are parents and like yeah. children start asking questions. Yeah. Like you're the person that you're one of the people that they trust the most. Yeah. And so this book equips parents and students to be able to have those uh, discussions and conversations. And then also, um, and then the last thing is it'll it can doctrinally ground uh, ministry. And I think that's 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 super important and, and really good context as well. And kind of along along the lines of what you were saying, um, this book is really like a really, it, it's called Square One, but it's like that first step. Like if yeah. you've you've come to Christ or you, you maybe you're starting a, a new journey of faith, yeah. like start from Square One. Like this is like you know the the great starting point to say, okay, I want a strong biblical worldview. How do I do it? This book is um, really, and it's a and it's a, in tandem with the Bible. Um, every single thing that I say in there, like as the author, yeah. um, I say author in quotation marks. Yeah, uh, everything <laughs> stolen from the Holy Spirit. But, sure. but uh, but everything in there has a biblical reference. So you know, and I tell the people in my small group, I say, hey, if you're strapped for time, like just look, go look at the biblical reference. Mm. You don't have to read my stuff. Like just sure. go read God's word for yourself, and then and then like learn it for yourself. Yeah, it's it's very it's one of the passions that I have is to see people of faith, um, all walks of life, understand that they, like, you don't have to be special to be, you know, you have you don't have to be full-time ministry or be, go to seminary for X amount of time. Like, whatever you're doing, whether you worked in a hospital where you're a male person, whether you're in the service yeah. or law enforcement, like, you bring Christ with you wherever you go. That's good. Um, I, I'd like for you, if you can, to just kind of continue that thought for a minute because when I was in the military that was that was probably where God got a hold of me on that truth is ministry is not necessarily a vocation it's not something you have to be paid to do as a Christian ministry is is, is an extension of of your Christianity it's 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 that and so when we talk about you like the lay person, right? We use that phrase, lay person. I'm in the church, but I'm not a leader in the church. I'm not in ministry, so I don't need to know as much, or I don't need to understand as much. I'm not a pastor. Um, what you just said is so critical for those who may not be in full-time, uh, I'll put that in quotes, ministry, um, in that they're not getting paid to be in ministry. Uh, what would your your admonition, your encouragement to someone who's not in full-time ministry to learn as much as you can, get a hold of this. You have to know this. Uh, how would you, how would you talk to someone about that? Yeah, that's great. Um, so a couple of thoughts, um, <clears throat> going back to like, we're not getting paid. Um, I, I, I would say, you know, what we do for Jesus, we store up treasures in heaven. Sure. Yeah, of course. So, you know, yeah. We, we, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I don't, I don't mean to be just with it, but I, but that's one thing that we, we do have to, you know, kind of understand is that there are the there are ramifications. Sure. Um, maybe sure. not life and death, but the things that we do here in this in this earth matters. Um, they do. Yeah. So and that's so that's one thing. I, I think the other part is understanding this idea of being a new creation and an ambassador for Christ. Mm, mm, that's an, good. An ambassador, that's good. someone that's like going. You know, you're a dignitary going into another another land, and you're extending and expanding the kingdom or government oh, that you represent. So good. And so I good. think if, if 
and and every and then the last part is recognizing really the priesthood of every believer. The priest is the person that would come before and serve before God in the old testament and the old covenant. Um and then with with Jesus, he makes he makes us all one. That we're we're all we're all we're we are all a royal priesthood. And understanding that and even like for me in the army, so here's how I represent Christ in the army. I just be the best soldier that I can be. Mm. Like I want to be like a squared away soldier. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you know, I, I yeah. met like, coming in the army. Like I've met people who were who were Christian and like they were just super nice. They were just overly nice, <laughs> but then they weren't like quality. Like yeah, like, right, right. Like, yep. Quality yep. soldier too. Yep. Like that's one way. Like you can represent. You know, the commander of the Lord's army by being a good soldier in in whatever military or branch of service or law enforcement that that yep. that they're in. Yeah, that's, that's so good. I, I, I have had this conversation so many times with people where they'll say uh, something about being a Christian in the military. And and I always say the same thing. Like, I know a lot of people who were Christians and either A, they were, like you said, super nice but ineffective, or B, like super obnoxious. <laughs> like, all they wanted to talk about all the time was, you know, how bad you are and, you know, whatever. And I just tried to live out like an authentic Christian life. And, and a big part of that is, is be the very best that you can be. People people ask me a lot, were you persecuted as a Christian in the military and whatever? I, people make fun of you, but they make fun of you for anything. But there was never persecution because I felt like I did a good job. <laughs> so if you do a yeah. good job, people yeah. not only leave you alone, but they, they invite you in, right? It's like, well, okay, we'll look past the, the Christian thing because he'll do his job. We can depend on him. We can trust him. And man, Christians give themselves a bad reputation. Like there's such an opportunity for us to yeah. not only – exemplify and reflect christ but to be the person that others want on their team and that's so important yeah and it's and believe it or not it's so crazy and this is like first peter chapter three like just becoming a reality so first peter three talks about always being prepared to give an yeah. explanation yeah for faith and the reason that you have and so he's given that in context of like living a holy life so if you live a holy life people ask questions <laughs> yeah right and then people and then peter's saying be prepared to answer those questions so um that being said I, i've had so many young people and these are young people and, and i don't prompt it or anything this is the question they ask me they say what about like how did your like what about your character makes you different or mm. they'll say like um tell me about like what made you successful in the in the in the military yep and that's a that's a wide open door, and I always ask like, well, I have a professional answer and a personal answer, <laughs> and they always say both, right? And, I, and yeah. I give them I give them the professional answer that you know I've I've done X amount in my career, I've deployed, I've served in the staff, and all these other things, and then but ultimately I say all of my leadership is attributed back to the person of Jesus Christ. That's good, and um, I, I just try to model him in everything that I do, and I just happen to happen he's he's blessed me, and I've become successful. And so, um, yeah, yeah, no, that's a that's a great point. It, but it but that doesn't happen unless you have one the character, and then two the respect of being again uh, just a, a solid soldier or sailor yep. or marine, and yep. that, that people are like I want to be like that guy, but that guy's a little bit different. So, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, people want to know what what's different, and then you're able to you're able to share share your faith with them without that, running around beating people with the Bible. Yeah, right, right, and that's and that's the key. And it's crazy because the people you work with are going to have moments of crisis in their life. Mm. And if you're the one that's been different and you're the one that's, 
you know, been stable <laughs> and you're the one who has a good relationship with your wife and loves your kids, then, then you're the one they're going to come to when they have those issues. And um, what, what an incredible opportunity. Um, it, kind of in the same vein, and it, it's interesting, God places these things on our hearts and, and we, you know, God placed on your heart to write this book, to develop this curriculum. And you're a sergeant major in the Marine Corps, or in, in, the, in the Army, not the Marine Corps, sorry, I don't want to offend. Uh, in the Army, um, you operate at a very high level, you have the respect of a lot of folks, you're doing a very important job, <laughs> and now you're also writing a discipleship curriculum because God told you to. Um, what, what's your counsel to people that feel like God may be leading me in a particular direction or, or leading me to do a thing? But that thing, whatever that thing is, is kind of like 180 from the job I'm doing or the role I find myself in now. We disqualify ourselves often from what God wants to do. What's your advice to someone that God has, has led to do something that may seem crazy right now? Yeah, that's great. One thing that uh, I go back, and I, I can't recall the exact verse from Corinthians, but Paul said to he, his advice to those who were in different vocations was, hey, although you came to Christ, remain in the place that you're in. Because like God wants to, God wants mm, to use you there. That's so, good. That's um, good. Really, be I would say number one, like just be close to God and understand what He wants you to do specifically. That's good. Um, use those who are close to you, that are around you, that that really know you, and say like I believe God is leading me this way. Like what, like what do you think? Does that match? Or and and you'll get a lot of times. Um, a lot of times people think their faith is um their their. Our faith is personal, but it's not private. Yeah, that's uh, good. That's God, good. That's good. God uses other people that's around so good. us, people that love us, to, to help kind of vector us in on what on what we want to do. Um, for me, becoming an author and writing, um, I had a I had a, another pastor I was talking to. He was, you know, he had a book on his heart. Like, man, I believe God's just just really pushing me to write this book. Uh, I just don't, you know, I don't have the discipline to to write it. Mm. I, and what I challenged them with was, you know, man, if, if God is telling you to write this book, there's got to be a discipline not to write it. Yeah, <laughs> there's right. Gotta be a discipline, like, <laughs> right. Not to write, yeah. maybe write when I'm angry or write when I mm. didn't have a good day at work or, or maybe I'm at ends with my spouse or whatnot. Like those are not good times to write. Um, but but really, when God begins to birth something in you and you seek his face and you know how vital it is for the kingdom. Um, that's when you, like, that's your driver because, like, yeah. you're doing something that is that you know is needed for the kingdom. And so, I, what I would encourage anyone with is just seek seek God's face, get along with God as as often as you can. Um, I do a lot of writing as well, like in my personal time with God. Right. And you right. can look over time and just be like, oh man, God has been, I've been praying about this, and like now it's here, you know. And so. Um, maybe not, not, maybe not profound, but, um, really we have to seek God, uh, in a, in a just deeper and more intimate way. Yeah. And, and because, you know, at the same time I was writing the book, I was also like finishing a master's degree at the same time, <laughs> you know? And so like, I, you know, you're, you're balancing all these yeah. things and that's who Jesus is. Like he's the, he's the hub that can bring balance to your life with all these other things that are going that's on. And, and like, without that, you're. You're going in different directions, and like that's when anxiety happens. That's when like all these other stressors come because there's no there's no anchor, there's no grounder that can help you balance different things that God is 
God has laid on your heart to, to do in the different roles that you're in. So that's who Christ is for me, um, is that person that can bring that balance to my life. That's great. Uh, man, it, it, you're, you're exactly right. Faith is, is personal, but it's not private. A lot of folks, they run forward and they say, well, uh, you know, this is faith. I'm trusting God. And they won't ask anyone for help or direction. But, but as well, if God lays something on your heart, it, it, it's wrong not to do it. You have to figure out a reason not to do it, right? And, and so that's exactly right. I sometimes wonder how much would get done if people would just be obedient to what God puts on their hearts. And I know we all struggle with that, but um, what would the world look like if, if Christian people, devoted Christian people, would just do what God's called them to do? Things would be so different. Yeah. I mean, even if we did it for, for, for a day. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. You know, yeah. You know, the yeah. whole, the whole yeah. world would look different. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not always about writing books or doing, you know, these major things, but it's just answering the call of God. Uh, it's fantastic. I, we could talk for a long time. Where can people find um, this book? Where can people get a hold of the resource? How would you like to see them use it? Um, point people to the place you want them to go. Yeah, that's great. Um, so two places. Number one is square one Bible study dot online. Square one Bible study dot online. Great. Very simple. Just like just like I said it just there. Um, the number one will get you there. And so um, that's the place where you can order order this book. You can order the book. There's there's already been like one kind of bulk order because this book is ideal for individuals and small groups. Right. And so right. you know if you're if you're buying this. And, you know, and thinking about it from that aspect, but all the options for purchases there, you can learn a little bit more about me, about you know, a little bit of my background. There's been some, there's some testimonies on there on that website Great. as well. Great. Um, my publisher is Westbow Press. That book becomes, that book is available on the 10th of, 10th of March. That book will be available on Westbow Press's website. Um, but, but right now, square ones, Bible study dot online. Um, you can, you can order the book there. When when the book is um, actually out, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, it'll be available there. Um, but you can go ahead and pre-order right now. That's, That's probably the the best place to grab it from. Fantastic! I'll put all of that in our show notes for those that are listening. Maybe they're driving, and uh, you can yeah, go find it yeah. in the show show notes later. Yeah, don't, link don't out look to it. it up right now. Yeah, don't 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 look it up right now. But you'll have it all right there. So uh, I'll make sure you're uh, you're okay when you get home, and you know do what you need to do. But uh, thank you so much. What a great. Uh, great conversation I, I love the resource and um man people's got to take their faith seriously this is an incredible tool to do that if you have kids I, i'm thinking all the time about how can i raise my kids and teach my kids it's so much better to teach them on the front end than to try to go back and figure it out later uh, give them the tools they need to succeed as well so a uh, great great resource thank you so much for doing it thanks for the conversation appreciate the time thank you for your time brother i i, I love you and i appreciate you thank you appreciate it all right, man. See ya. Very grateful for that interview and that conversation. Uh, I, I definitely want to have him back on. We could spend much more time on any one of those areas we kind of touched briefly on. But I would encourage you, go to the website. All of that is linked in the show notes. You can find that. Go check out that curriculum. Get a copy for yourself. I mentioned this right at the end of the interview. If you have kids that you're trying to bring up, go grab that great discipleship curriculum, someone you're working with. Maybe you are someone who believes what you believe as a Christian, but you're not always as confident as you should be. Get this great starting point for you as well. Um, so grateful for the book, of course, but the testimony of the author. 
and uh, I look forward to having further conversations as well. Um, please take some time as well. When you get a chance, go over to lifeaudio.com, lifeaudio.com. This podcast is there, of course, other great podcasts, interviews for you to find. Go and check that out. And I will remind you as we finish today, just as I do every single week, when the world around you seems to be falling apart, when things are out of control, you only have two decisions. You can stay where you are and die, or better yet, you can march. What are you going to do? Thank you. I will talk to you next week. Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. Hello, hello, Quinice Petway here, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. Are you someone who loves to take a deep dive into God's Word, one verse at a time, to explore His will for your life and desire to draw closer to Him? If that sounds like you, I'd love to invite you to head over to lifeaudio.com and search your daily Bible verse to tune in and subscribe for daily inspiration, life application, and spiritual transformation through the in-depth exploration of God's Word.